celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang, we're here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joey Turner, Susan Sims, Bobby working on news in the newsroom. Uh, Joey Villani still working his way to the uh, studios here at Animal Radio. He'll be here soon, won't he? Uh, Did he get lost? Did you not give him a map, Hal? It's taking longer to pack his house up and move his uh, all of his stuff out to uh hey, He must have given him those those Google directions instead of MapQuest. Oh, yeah. Seriously, Hal, we want to talk to yeah, you Yeah, that's, that's another story. <laughs> He'll be joining us, uh, we think, next weekend, and we're very excited about that. Uh, but we're all here at 1-866-405-8405. Now, I understand a lot of us get laid off from our jobs, especially in radio. Boy, you just hear about layoffs week after week after week. The animals are even getting laid off now, I understand. Is that, what do you is mean? Is that correct, Bobby? We, we have animals well, in San Diego? you know, and I'm not talking about just animals in radio. No, no, you know, pun intended. I'm talking about some seriously working animals, and it was in uh, America's Finest City. If you know where that is, if you go by city nicknames, that's San Diego. Their police department had to auction off their entire equestrian division. That's na- Can you imagine going up to your horse and saying, look, you've been really nice, and I appreciate all the work you've done, but... I'm going to have to let you go. Let you go, yeah. Do they get any kind of severance yeah, that's what or I was anything? Wondering. Thank yeah. you. How many bales of alfalfa in severance, don't you think? Yeah, that we bad. Should, maybe we can get an animal lawyer and address that issue. Yeah, bag of feed or something for each year they've worked. I see uh, coming up on the show today that the author of the book about Oscar. Now, Oscar is the death cat. They call him the death, death cat, cat, right? Yeah. Because I don't like to call yeah. him that. Well, he had this weird thing where he would sniff. He, he's in a nursing home, so whenever someone was going to die, he seemed to know, and he would go and stay in their room until they passed. That's just too freaky. Okay, yeah. but wasn't it like a critical care situation, like hospice? Yeah. Which, and I don't mean to be insensitive to anyone by any means, but if you're in a hospice... You right, but he's, yeah, but, but he's still able to pick the order. You know? Sorry. Was, was he able to... Yeah, you oh, know... The, know yeah. Did he ever do any, like, Super Bowl picks or anything? Maybe we should use him for coming up March Madness. Well, that's that uh, camel. Let's test this kitty. The prognosticating camel is the one the princess is, oh, that picks the football team. And that we know that camel was right yes. this year with the Super Bowl, right? He was, he was right. I'm sure. Yeah. Because this is live. Yeah. We're live Thank right you. now. Do you know... Yeah. And, and here's my live trivia question for you. What do cats and camels have in common? They start with the letter C-A. No. Uh, that is true, though, Bobby. Really what, what do they have in common? It is true. These are animals who walk. They move their right side, front, and legs, back legs Ooh. at the sim- at the same time, simultaneously. There's a name cats for that. Cats and camels. Like a technical name I know, and I forget what it is because yeah. I don't have my dictionary. Yeah. But that's my trivia for you today. I try to watch my cats show. walk, but you can't see. They move too fast. Wait. It's like, what legs are moving first to keep moving down? <laughs> it's easier to see on a camel, i got to tell you. Yeah, they're a little slower. Now, Judy, do you know if Oscar is still alive? Yes, he is. Oh, he is still alive. Oh, yes, Yay! he's still doing the, his job. He's starring in the book, Making Rounds with Oscar, and mm-hmm. uh, the doctor that he makes rounds with, I assume. Yes. Will be joining us a little later on. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to anyone here, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Why else would they call us, Hal? Not that they're not just lovely people calling just to chat, and we adore that. This Healthy Helping of Animal Radio brought to you by Blue Buffalo, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family. With blue. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people. 
A dog owner from Myrtle Beach is spreading a safety message after her dog lost part of his tongue in a terrible paper shredder accident. Sandy Clark's boxer named Cross lost chunks of his tongue by getting it caught in a shredder in her home office. Clark said it was a terrible experience. Cross was screaming with his tongue still caught in the machine for 10 to 15 minutes until they were able to put the shredder in reverse. Clark is trying to make people aware that shredders need to be unplugged and should include a warning about the dangers to children and pets. As for Cross, his prognosis is very good. He was able to keep most of his tongue and will soon be back to eating, drinking, and licking. Just not shredders. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. Welcome, it's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. The whole gang is here. Well, except Vinny, as we just explained a couple minutes ago. If you're just joining us now, I'm sorry, Vinny's here. Joey. Joey. You see, I'm getting the mixed up. It's all the Italians. Yeah, Joey, Vinny, Bobby. We may have to readjust Hal's medication (laughs) levels. I'm not sure. Joey Villani will be joining us uh, hopefully next week. Uh, Dr. Debbie is here to answer your vet and medical behavior questions. Vinny Penn bringing the ha-ha. Animal communicator Joey Turner. Susan Sims with Travel Talk. And Bobby working on a story about... A guy who wanted to do surgery on his own dog. I guess times are tough for all of us right now, right? Well, and this was his excuse, this gentleman in Rhode Island. And again, we do not recommend you try this at home because <laughs> luckily the dog's okay, but the dude's face in charges will let you have all the details. Coming up in the news. one 405 Dr. Debbie, how was your week? Oh, good. You know, I made a trip out to the old uh, Pacific Northwest, huh? Seattle, I remember. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I decided I I am a desert rat, and I'm meant to be a (laughs) desert rat all the way around. It's a little uh, gloomy up there, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. I I guess I, you know, I had that seasonal affective disorder for the weekend. The whole weekend. Welcome back to the sun and the desert and the warmth. And uh, I believe we have, is it Rena? Hi, Rena. How are you doing? Hi, how you doing? Good, where are you? I'm in Florida. Where it's sunny and beautiful most all times. Of course, this last season, it's been kind of cold, huh? Yeah, it's raining. Uh, been raining most of the day here. Okay, well, how can we help you? Dr. Debbie's right here. Okay, uh, Dr. Debbie. I enjoy your laugh, by the way, very much. I enjoy hearing <laughs> yeah, thank you laugh. You. <laughs> um, listen, I have three cats, but one in particular, her name is Biscuit, and... Uh, She's about eight or nine years old. Okay. And she uh, bites her left side quite a bit. And then she can be laying down and she'll abruptly sit up and she just sits there. And then she stares a lot. Okay. And I was just wondering uh, what's your opinion on what that could be. And is it only the left side that she's kind just of the left uh, bothering? Side, yes. Okay, is by there actual... Hip, by her hip okay. and her leg. And I've looked, you know, at her skin. I've taken her to the vet. And uh, he said he would have to, you know, do x-rays or scrape uh, some skin off. And that was mm-hmm. quite expensive, and I didn't have that done. And I was wondering if you knew what that could be. 
Well, yeah, I, mean, and I was wondering if she could be in pain, you know, when she's laying down and she'll just get up and sit up abruptly. Yeah, and, and definitely. That would be, actually, that would be partly my instinct from what you're describing, is that when a kitty just kind of suddenly jumps up, looks like, holy bejesus, somebody bit my tail, and, and reacts, whether or not they move or do anything afterwards, it, that's that's kind of a, a wake-up where I'd say, you know, she's maybe not trying to tell us, but she's feeling something. And there actually, I've seen a lot of kitties with some similar syndromes where, it's not always an easy thing where we can peg a diagnosis just off of what what we have so far, but it does give us a, a, an index of suspicion that there is something and that this doesn't sound like it's necessarily a behavioral problem. So I would go looking for things that can cause pain, um, things that can cause any kind of distress, even when we throw in that kind of grooming behavior. If she's excessively grooming in a certain area, um, you know, we would think of skin disease. We can actually think of allergies as well. So uh, allergies, uh, food allergies or food intolerances can cause pets to do some kind of strange behaviors where they're kind of uh, woken up almost, if you will, at times. But um, talk about that, Dr. Debbie, the uh, food. They've been on science diet for quite a few years, and, and mm-hmm. I forgot what you said. Like, take them, it takes a month, <clears throat> excuse me, it takes a month, like, uh, change their food slowly, and then did you say something about it takes a month to get the, to change them to something else? Exactly. Yeah. So when we do a transition on food, we do it over about a week to 10 days. But once you get to a new food, a hypoallergenic diet or some other variety, uh, some route you're going, it can take a month to two to really see if it makes a difference. Now, I would certainly say, you know, there's, there might be some other medical things I would look at. And, you know, if your veterinarian has talked about doing something like an x-ray, I'm going to back him up on that because I really think getting an x-ray can tell us quite a bit in some particular syndromes that I might look for that might be related to this could be something as simple as arthritis. Um, kitties get arthritis, and eight isn't all that old, but, you know, I have seen cats that have lower back pain, um, arthritis, or even some hip um, arthritis. So that would help us to identify if that was a problem. We can get on the right medication, the right uh, bearing, if you will, if that was an issue. The other thing is I have seen cats that have kidney stones or even bladder stones and that can cause kind of a acute pain uh, where they react to that kind of out of nowhere uh, doesn't always have to be a problem with the litter pan that you see as their first sign of that something is wrong so the x-ray would also help us in that direction so if you had to pick something I'd probably start there but yeah I think we're going to need to do a little bit of some investigation to find out a bit more um, and, uh, yeah, I, I definitely respect that. You know, she's telling us something. It's just she doesn't have that human voice to back her up there. Right. Speaking of human voices, uh, Debbie, in the last, just in the last three days, there is a cat that cries outside. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of outdoor cats here, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and the mine are strictly indoors. And it, uh, it sits and just cries. It comes two or three times a day. And is this, I'm wondering if this mating season, is this mating season? Well, I mean, certainly, depending, if that, if that kitty's not spayed or neutered, then, yeah, he could be looking for a friend. You know, he certainly may be aware uh, by sense, sight, or sound that you have kitties in the home and uh, maybe trying to do a little kitty communication and thinking we can get access into this home. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's tough when you've got a lot of feral cats around and you don't necessarily want them to mix. So um, as best as you can to keep the physical barriers between the feral cats so they don't have access to create any disturbances inside the home because we can get in 
indoor cats getting all shaked out of whack um, when it comes to litter box habits if a feral cat's kind of come to that front door. Um, so um, I'd be careful with that because we don't want to set off a litter pan of uh, riot in the household. <laughs> Thank you so much for your call today. We appreciate it. I'm just glad that we have Dr. Debbie here to answer our questions like that. And of course you do too at one 405 8405 Versed in the medical veterinary profession as well as behavior questions for your dog. Animal communicator Joy Turner is here today also, as well as Susan Sims with more giveaways. That's what I love about her segment. <laughs> I wish I could win. I'm just not eligible for that. Of course, you are. Uh, Bobby is here with news. Britt Savage, uh, the animals are in studio. Boog, the studio cat sitting to my right, snoring. A snoring cat, as well as Ladybug, who's getting all ready to curl up with her big inflamed eyes. Yeah, I think we put him to sleep. So if anything, just gather your pets around for a good nap. Uh, next week, dog father Joey Villani uh, joining us. We're very excited about him coming over to uh, Animal Radio, joining the Animal Radio Woo-hoo. Zoo crew. Working on story in the newsroom about doing surgery on your own dog. Hey, listen, don't do that. Not a, I good, know, idea. Not a are, good idea. Things are tough right now. I understand that, uh, you know, it's it's tough to get the money together for yeah, an important but, operation that yeah. your pet may need. You're going to spend and more I'm, money trying to have the dog fixed after you botch it than if you just and there's the, the legal fees after you get charged with animal cruelty. Yeah. yeah so what happened to a Rhode Island man. I will have details for you coming up in the news. And then, of course, the animals are being laid off, too. In Good. beautiful, scenic San Diego. If you were a horse in their equestrian unit, ah. you're out of a gig, man. You got the pink slip. Okay. Details on the way oh, with yeah. Bobby. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Park Overall. I am just thrilled about Animal Radio. Please, stay and neuter your animals. Please. When it comes to controlling cat box odor, there's no such thing as good enough. Buy the best or smell the rest. In other words, get World's Best Cat Litter with patented formulas made from whole kernel corn. World's Best Cat Litter is 100% natural and scientifically proven to deliver unsurpassed odor control, compact clumping, and longer-lasting use. See what a difference just one bag makes. And for a limited time, save big when you buy. To download a coupon, go to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Okay, time to check out the website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. It's another new year and your debt is higher than ever. Credit card balances that keep growing. That's the bad news. 
but you can work through your debt problems with help from Credit Card Relief. No, we're not a consolidation loan, not another one of those credit counseling deals, and not bankruptcy. We've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. Call Credit Card Relief right now. The consultation is free, and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. That's Credit Card Relief, 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. This is Animal Radio. They're trying to tell me something. It just seems like every time I take that bag of cat litter that was in my chair and I give it away to someone, another one appears in my chair. I don't know if they're trying to get rid of me here or what what the deal is, but another fresh bag of world's best cat litter in my chair, and I'd like to sit down. Can we give? Hey, do you have that same problem with your wallet when the money disappears? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not not me personally. Not me. You got to have money in the first place. I don't have a wallet. Thought that would be a great trick. Uh, can we give away this bag over yes, here, let's please? Yes, get rid so of it. Get down. it out of here. We have a bag of world's best cat litter made with whole kernel corn. We use it here at Animal Radio. And uh, obviously, I'd like someone who... Uh, do we have a cat person lined up? Anyone yes, with cat do. questions? Maybe he'd like some. Is it line three? Is the Do you have a cat? Is it Jesse? Yes, I, yes, I do. Okay, I'm going to send you some world's best cat litter so I can get it off my chair here. Okay? All right. I'm sure my wife would appreciate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, what's going on with your cat today? Um, she's uh, about two and a half years old. Last Friday, she started throwing up in the middle of the night, and it was well looked like just partially digested food. Um, went on till Monday, and I went ahead and took her to the vet there in town. The vet did a feces test and felt around on her and everything and said, well, I can't really find anything that's wrong. She gave her um, an antibiotic shot and an anti-nausea shot. Okay. Sent me home with some antibiotics uh, in liquid form, told me to mix it up with her food or give it to her straight every day until it was gone. And so if the throwing up didn't quit within a couple of days, bring her back. Well, she's the anti-nausea medicine apparently worked because she didn't throw up for two days. Okay. And then and she's back to throwing up again. If we feed her soft food, it seems like she holds it down. But anytime okay. she gets to hold any of that hard food, it comes back up. Okay. Well, and are you feeding any particular diet? Um, normally, it's just Purina cat chow indoor formula. Okay. And that's what she's always been fed. Okay. Well, I mean, we certainly can see some food intolerances or food sensitivities, if if you will, and that could be to not only ingredients, um, different proteins or carbohydrates, but it could also be to the different um, preservatives in, in food. So while it is possible that your pet does better with canned food than versus a dry, I don't know if I'm going to completely kind of blame your situation on that. Um, and I guess I'd still be wondering whether or not there's something else going on. And in Kitties vomiting is, I gotta be honest, it's one of the most frustrating things that we veterinarians deal with because 
cats are just so silent about these things. And vomiting could be anything from a hairball that's building up in that stomach uh, to a liver problem, uh, to a foreign object that they ingest, uh, to parasites. So there's so many different gamuts of causes of that. And if uh, it's still continuing with the conservative care and uh, with what they've done so far, I guess my gut instinct next would be I'd probably get a couple things to, to help us make that decision where to go next. And that would be getting an x-ray and even a blood panel on your baby. Um, Now, food-wise, if she does well in the canned food and you're happy continuing that and she seems to be thriving, then I don't see a problem with that. But um, as far as my concern would be that we might just be finding something that kind of temporarily relieves some of the symptoms and but doesn't quite resolve it completely. Um, so that would be my suggestion here. And uh, as far as, you know, the other option is there's some very good diets that we can use for a pet that has a sensitive stomach or that has some kind of digestive upset. And they may be a temporary diet. Um, so you can always talk to your veterinarian about that if you're not on board for kind of looking into things. But, um, you know, I can tell you that, uh, you know, I know Hal and Judy, we've been through some issues as far as with your kitty, as far as with dealing with some vomiting issues. And it took a lot of work to kind of find the bottom of the problem there mm-hmm. right well the, the the thing that bothers me most i guess is that she's from the time she was a kid and she was an outside cat she'll come inside to eat and use the bathroom she won't go to the bathroom outside um and you know we've always tried to keep her in the house but she refuses i mean and she's so fast you open the door she's gone mm, okay um, and so even the vet brought up, and I, I thought that before I went to the vet, was that maybe she had got a hold of something outside, ate a bird or, or something. And, you know, but the vet, it, the reason I guess why I'm calling you guys is because the vet that I went to wasn't the normal person that day. It was a younger girl. And mm-hmm. I just kind of worried about the experience that uh-huh. she had. Oh, okay. Now, i got to say, I, I have kind of a youthful look about me, and I get it almost, well, maybe since I hit the big four zero, I don't get it all the time. But I used to get all the time where people would say, you're just too young to be a vet. And, you know, the, well, so, no, I didn't uh, mean it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been on I've been on the other side of that, and, and, and understand what you're getting at is that if you don't feel comfortable with the information you're getting, um, it is you know it's our job as uh, pet caretakers to make sure we find the resources that we are comfortable with. So you know if that if you didn't just quite click with that person and you didn't feel comfortable, then you know maybe get a second opinion. But I would say here at my office, I tend to be a bit investigational. I like to, you know, if we don't find some improvement with this conservative therapy, I really would want to get some more ammunition here. What what, what do we need to be battling here? Um, you know, do we have something in there, like you had mentioned, you know, like a bird or a piece of a foreign object or something like that? Um, I, I'd want to make sure that we're not missing things there. So um, I would say, uh, yeah, let's go look in a little bit more. You'd be running all kinds of tests, wouldn't you, Doc? Well, now you make me sound like I'm kind of I'm some kind of nut there. No, <laughs> but no, <laughs> but definitely with a with a vomiting situation, some of the basics would be a fecal test, ah. a basic blood panel, mm-hmm. and then X-rays. And those would make good sense to me for any kitty that would be having ongoing vomiting problems. So, so yeah. go back to the doc and get those tests if you haven't gotten them yet. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, I absolutely will. Okay, thanks for your call today. one 405 No, what I was just saying there, Doc, is that you're very <laughs> aggressive with your treatment, and that's why you're the animal radio vet. That's, that's why you're answering thing. listener questions. This is a good thing. That's all yes, I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> uh, make sure that he holds on there because we were going to give him some world's best cat litter so I can sit down. If you want to get $3 off world's best cat litter, head on over to animalradio.com and hit the world's best cat litter banner and get a coupon that you can print off right from the website. We have Ann on the phones. Hi, Ann. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Where are you today? I'm in Clovis, California. Oh, near Fresno, lovely Fresno. Right, yes. What can we do for you? I have a question, and it's possibly if dogs could be allergic to black mission figs. And I'll be real brief. I have a little miniature rat terrier, weighs about 10 pounds, two and a half years old. Very, very active. Last Monday we noticed, or two weeks ago Monday, we noticed she was dragging her back leg a little bit. By Mm -hmm. Tuesday she couldn't stand up. We had to put a sling under her back legs. She was just dragging them. Took her to the vet. They did that test where they pinched her legs all the way up to the middle of the back. There was no flinching. She was, like, completely paralyzed for two days. I thought I was going to have to put her down. The doctor tried a dose of DMSO along with had been given her prednisone. Okay. This was on a Thursday. By Friday, she was able to stand on her legs a little bit. By Saturday, she was walking a little wobbly. By Sunday, she was running and chasing the dog along the fence. Mm -hmm. Now, could... Is there a possibility? Because... A year ago, we almost lost her, and it was it's exactly a year ago, and they never could find out what was wrong with her then, but she just didn't eat. She was listless and dehydrated and everything. Hmm. Okay, and you, you're concerned about the figs being a possible cause of that? Possibly, or else could she have had... The vet said he took x-rays. There was nothing that jumped out at him, but possibly a ruptured disc mm-hmm. or... Yep or um, a dislocated disc, but could she recover that quickly? Well, possibly, yeah. And when we talk about uh, disc problems in dogs, um, you know, it's a spongy little cushion between the bones right below the spinal cord. So if one of those um, very suddenly impacts the spinal cord, um, causes a lot of pain, can lead to sudden paralysis, uh-huh. um, some pets can respond very quickly and very favorably to steroids um, such as prednisone or dexamethasone. So that's possible. Um, and um, there are some more obscure things that can cause maybe a temporary paralysis but if with that therapy that he just um, he prescribed she improved I would actually have some faith perhaps that we may have a bad back and you know something to watch for in the future because a lot of pets can go on to have future episodes with their back whether or not that year prior that was related to that I don't know Um, you know but some pets when early back problems will be uncomfortable they just don't act themselves they may be grumpy even Mm -hmm. and not necessarily show signs of paralysis so you know I can make a case for that perhaps um, generally, I can tell you, figs are pretty um, harmless to dogs okay. unless they eat lots of them, and well, then you get nice mushy poops. <laughs> okay. But I thought possibly because last it was exactly almost to the day a year ago we had a problem with her, and they never could figure out what was wrong with her. And I thought, is it possible? But so yeah, then we're looking not- at a disc, probably a back problem. 
Very likely. And, you know, I can make some really weird diagnosis out there. There are some types of, um, like, moldy foods that can actually cause a, they have basically a mycotoxin, um, a type of a fungus that, that is uh, toxic to the neurologic system. Um, so some pets can have that if they get into old dairy products, um, you know, garbage, even some old nuts sometimes. Things like that can cause those problems. Um, so that's a possibility, but that's kind of a far stretch. And usually we have some pretty good information that a pet's kind of gotten into some things they shouldn't to cause that. So yeah, I would definitely be sure that with your um, with your rat terrier that we're, we're watching things that can be signs of back problems, reluctance to jump up and down, um, and just make special accommodations. Be ready that if we do have uh, future back things, this is definitely not a pet we want to be very um, athletic, jumping off high uh, areas in the home. Um, so we use a little extra caution, maybe even use a harness, um, you know, for walking purposes. So um, that that would be my my guess there, Anne. Yes, there. Okay. Like I said, I was curious, but it's it's unbelievable. I mean, we were looking at little doggy carts on the Internet and even thought mm. possibly have, we're going to have to put her down. Well, I'm glad it turned out like it did. I mean, that's uh, it's to make a recovery like that is that's great. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh. And thank you very much for your call today. Calling from Fresno, California, listening on KYNO AM 1300. Thank you. one 405 to talk to anyone of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Brian Petillo. I play Lucas Roberts on Days of Our Lives. You're listening to Animal Radio. And please don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. That's my favorite saying from Bob Barker, by the way. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. America's finest city was forced to auction off its mounted patrol in a cost-cutting move. San Diego Police Department sold off the entire equestrian division, including saddles, bridles, and horses. SDPD put seven of the horses online on for auction for a 10-day period, drawing bids ranging from just under $4,000 to over $10,000. In all, the city hopes to save 243000 bucks by selling the horses, thus saving officers from losing their jobs. The canine unit also let 12 dogs go, thereby saving the city over half a million dollars. Thankfully, San Diego Police Department still has 27 canine officers on active duty. And from our Don't Be Cruel file... Update on a story from last year involving kitties and piercing, which is not a good combination. You may recall the story of the dog groomer from northeastern Pennsylvania who was advertising, quote, gothic kittens, end quote, complete with ear and neck piercings on the Internet. Guess what? She was found guilty of animal cruelty charges last week. The jury found her guilty on one count and one summary count of animal cruelty charges. The Luzerne County SPCA raided 35-year-old Holly Crawford's home in December of 2008 after receiving a tip about the online marketing scheme. Attorneys for Crawford maintained she did not act maliciously and used sterilized needles, adding she wasn't trying to hurt them. Crawford's sentencing is set for March 31st. That's when a judge could sentence her to up to five years in prison. Hmm. And from our do not try this at home file, a Rhode Island man is facing misdemeanor charges of animal cruelty and unauthorized practice of veterinary medicine when he operated on his own dog. Alan McQuaddy attempted to remove a cyst from his 14-year-old lab mix. The dog has since been operated on by professionals. 
In order to deal with the post-op infection from that first surgery, McQuaddy entered a no-contest plea in court saying he couldn't afford the veterinary care for his dog. Ah. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Did you know being left unattended outside can put cats at risk for injuries and sickness? Feline leukemia and feline AIDS is much more prevalent among outdoor cats. Indoor cats live longer. Think about keeping your furry friend indoors. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by... One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot, and it's gone. Call 1-800-874-7070 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. This is Animal Radio, baby. I feel left out. I, I guess the ladies were hanging out this weekend. Would you two to get together with a play date for Slater and Ladybug? Yes. <laughs> a play date. Yeah. <laughs> we were. Ladybug was, she's just such a sweet little baby dog. She it was really is. Cause I'm, fun. I'm used to having, you know, big, huge, malmute type dogs, and uh-huh. she's smaller than my cats, and <laughs> she's just adorable. Eating her little peas. I've never seen a dog that eats veggies like she does. Yeah, she peas loves and peas. carrots. And, yeah, uh, she loves Caesar salad. green beans. Oh, Caesar salad's her Those favorite. Her favorite. Yeah, she's a little diva. Yeah, I have to throw in some gourmet. Yeah, I can't make her be a true vegetarian, so I throw in a little bit of meat every once in a while. But if you put a steak out in front of her and some Caesar salad, she'd pick the Caesar salad. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The green beans. That's crazy. Yes. Crazy dog. That's how but she keeps her finger. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. Uh, next time you can invite me, I'll bring uh, Boog the cat. We can all get together and have a play date. Yeah? Yeah, we'll get right on that, Hal. Okay. Yeah. Put that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I see that uh, the surf dog, Ricochet, uh, his YouTube video is getting just tremendous hits. Isn't that awesome? This is a... It's uh, cool! It's a surfing dog. Yes. And uh, his guardian, Judy Fredono, is joining us. Hi, Judy. How are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Very good. Will you tell listeners about Ricochet? Ricochet. Ricochet just turned two years old. Yes. He's a German Shepherd? No. No, she's a Golden Retriever. Yeah, right. Golden Retriever. Okay. <laughs> you know your dogs. No, I'm just, I don't It's have, sad. I don't. He's a cat guy. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, she's a, uh, a Golden Retriever, and she... Um, was supposed to be a service dog for a person with a disability. She was being raised for that. Uh-huh. And at about the age of nine months, she um, started showing an interest in chasing birds and other small animals and such. That's not good for a service no, dog, is No, it? not at all. So I worked with her quite a bit on that, trying to control that impulse. And she did pretty well, but I knew that I couldn't trust that it would never come out again. Uh, so I had to make the decision to release her from that part of the program. Uh, but because she was born um, to work, I wanted her to still do something meaningful. So even though I was really disappointed that she couldn't be a service dog, I looked at what could she do, and is there something that she can still do that would be meaningful? And she surfed well. So kind of combined the surfing and <laughs> thought... How could we make this meaningful? So we started doing some fundraising, and the first fundraiser was with um, Patrick Iveson, who's um, 15 years old and has a spinal cord injury, and he adaptive surfs. So we just thought that he was the perfect candidate for our first fundraiser. So that's how it started. How, how did she learn to surf? 
Well, surfing is popular for dogs down here in um, San Diego. Yes. So I knew about dog surfing. It had been around for about three years by the time she was born. And in addition to her uh, service dog training, we played around with the surfboard because I have a service dog who would not even ever consider getting on a surfboard. So when I had Ricochet as a puppy, I thought, well, let's start her young and see if she gets acclimated to the surfboard. And she did. So we kind of did that for fun on the side. And um, she started out, I have a neonatal and early learning program for puppies that she was part of. So it started at you know, the moment she took her first breath. So even in the little whelping box when they were babies, they would have things to crawl over and unstable objects and things like that. So she kind of grew up that way and had really good balance. Oh, what a great way to start on. Yeah. So because of that balance, she was really good on the surfboard. Now, she has an ongoing fundraising program that she does, doesn't she? Well, it, there's always something going on. Right now, she's fundraising for a little um, six-year-old boy who suffered a brain injury in a terrible car accident that claimed the lives of his parents. So he, right now, has lots and lots of therapies that he's going to to help with his brain injury. And actually, what we're doing for him, and you mentioned the video at the beginning, the video itself, I just put a link at the end of the video since it got popular if people wanted to make donations to these causes. So between um, Ian right now, the little six-year-old, and the toy drive, there's been over $8,000 wow. just donated from that video. Wow. Yeah, it's been really incredible for us to be able to garnish donations that way. This uh, <laughs> YouTube video, I'm sorry. I was going to say this YouTube video, since uh, YouTube has those weird, funky, long URLs, we've linked to it directly from AnimalRadio.com if you want to check it out and uh, make a donation. I, I just think it's great. I think it's great that you took a dog that failed one thing, but you found something it was very successful at. So don't give up on your dogs out there. Yeah. Yeah. You. There's always there you something go. else. There you go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Although I or children. I've, people are telling me how it relates to their children or their husband or their wife or something. Just, you know, not to wow. Have expectations. <laughs> just accept. Wow. Because one more wonderful things that are probably in inside somebody that is just waiting to come out. You hear that, Dad? I hope yeah. you're listening today. <laughs> Hal doesn't have any issues. All about no, acceptance. No, no. Judy, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You. Judy Ferdono joining us. And uh, the video, the link to the video at AnimalRadio.com. 1-866-405-8405. Greetings, Animal Radio. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, coming at you live. I'd like to revisit a subject I brought up in an earlier Party Animal installment, and that's Facebook. Uh, we live in a Facebook age, a Twitter age. Everybody is updating their status. Uh, I'm sure the, the, the Animal Radio people uh, um, and my Party Animal uh, friends in particular, I've got one friend of mine who's constantly updating his status, and it's always about his dog. It's always about Vargas. That's his dog. See if you can fit. That's what he calls his dog. It's always, uh, just got back. Vargas has fleas. Just got back from a walk with Vargas. I, I would like one status update to be about him. But nonetheless, you know, I, I went on a rail before about a lot of these different groups you're being asked to join on Facebook. And after a while, if you accept too many, it all appears a bit too frivolous. And I wondered aloud during a party animal segment just how effective some of the Facebook groups involving animals really were. And did they detract from your PETAs and from your other, law, the Humane Society, uh, these kind of grassroots Facebook groups. 
and, and received uh, some wonderful emails from Animal Radio listeners. And, of course, hit me up at Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. Feel free. This one, though, really irked me. And I will admit, coming out of the gate, that I don't, I can't quite wrap my head around it. But a friend hit me up on Facebook recently to join the group against using live dogs as shark bait. Uh, I have so many questions here. One, is it to decrease the shark population? Uh, not that that would justify by any means anybody using a live dog in this capacity, in a fishing capacity. Not only do I believe that that's incredible grounds for arrest, but uh, many, many years in prison, in, in my opinion. Uh, but if these are just fishermen looking to what? Mount the shark? Uh, um, bring the, the, the shark to, I can't imagine it would be to br- uh, bring in said shark to uh, a, a sea world of sorts. But can this really be going on? And is it going on in the United States? I have to ask. Uh, it, it's completely obscene. Where are they getting the live dogs? Whose bright idea was it? I mean, it's the age old. I mean, this is a super villain who came up with this idea. The guy who is using a live dog as sharp bait as my friend on Facebook says, this is going on. I would like to use him as shark bait. That fisherman with this this quote unquote genius idea. I have to dangle him in there. Um, maybe give him a bath and some chum. Chum. Vinny Penn, party animal. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. As you all know, many, many emails. I would like to address two most common for the last few weeks, okay. which I received. People asking me, Vladi, what the heck dog training color you are always recommending? And my answer would be Herm Springer it's a German Herm Springer dog training colors very humane very gentle create a gentle grip through the neck imitate a doggy mama bite will not hurt will not harm your pets and this is the would be starting point of dealing with unruly pets I highly suggest you get for your little terrorist each color we can keep complaining or we can take the actions this is the only color I solely approve they are very humane what is the name of it? Prong color with quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M-S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. <laughs> It's another new year, and your debt is higher than ever. Credit card balances that keep growing. Rising medical bills. Maybe you lost your job, or you're afraid of losing your home. That's the bad news. But you can work through your debt problems with help from Credit Card Relief. No, we're not a consolidation loan. Not another one of those credit counseling deals. And not bankruptcy. We're Credit Card Relief. We've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. If you're struggling with too much credit card debt, call us for a free consultation. Call Credit Card Relief 
relief right now. The consultation is free and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. That's credit card relief. 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. You're listening to Animal Radio. Welcome, it's Animal Radio. The Animal Radio Dream Team here to answer your questions, or just a yap. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions and behavior questions. Vinnie Penn bringing the ha ha. <laughs> animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims, and Bobby working on news about animal layoffs. Unfortunately, some animals in San Diego County. Or laid off from their jobs? Getting their pink slip. Whoa. It's too bad because, you know, animals love to have jobs. All animals, well, most dogs do. Mm -hmm. Cats really not so much. And, of course, Ladybug is too much of a diva to to ever work. (laughs) Does does she ever hit the ground, by the way? I noticed her nails are getting kind of long. Yeah, she she very rarely hits the ground. That's the joy of having a little dog. You want to carry them around and baby them. Yeah, her job is to make me happy. And let me just say, she does her job very well. And the uh, whole pink stroller and everything—it's—it's uh, it's cute. Shh, it. Don't say that. If you say that, I gotta pack her up. Oh, and go she knows take what her. that means. Yes, she does. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, you take her for the W A L K after the show. It's raining, so don't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be out there in the rain with an umbrella, pushing around in the pink carriage. <laughs> oh, actually, her 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 thing—I won't say the word—actually has a rain. Cover Her S T R O L L E R has a cover. Oh, it's like a Cadillac of the you know what's. Yeah, that's it. So, just uh, pet strollers if you want to find one, just like mine. I think you've gone a little overboard, but uh, <laughs> I was going to say we're going to have listeners call, calling in saying ah, she's gone to the other side. Well, she's gone know, to the crazy dog lady now. <laughs> I, I hear about these animals, these dogs that are getting laid off, and then I see this dog with uh, all the accoutrements that no other dog had. I well, mean, she, you know, she not only does she have a job to make me happy, but her job here is to test all the items. Oh. You know, all the toys it's a and tough job. She does have a job. Okay. Yes. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, asleep right now on the <laughs> clock. And if she needs a job with the San Diego department, then yeah. hey, yeah. we'll send her there. Yeah, she could uh, go be a canine down there in San Diego, work for free, volunteer her time like a good little diva that she is. <laughs> what is she wearing? Is that kind of like a, just like a little collar? What? It's on. bling, isn't it? It's yes. bling. It is jewelry. Yes. She's wearing jewelry today. <laughs> she has her tassel on. You know, uh, which is, and I'll just watch this segue here. Just watch okay. this smooth segue. Cool. Is uh, of her favorite food, of course, Estella and Chewies. That was smooth. She, You're that, smooth. Adam. If I hadn't mentioned that I was making the segue, it would have been really, really smooth. smooth. It would have been even better. Yeah. <laughs> she is uh, the finicky diva here at uh, Animal Radio, and this is her official food of Animal Radio. Healthy ingredients. Natural goodness for dogs made with raw, USDA-inspected meat raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. These little patties. She eats one. She eats three of these a day, but we put out one, and we put a little water, the freeze-dried ingredients, the raw Mm -hmm. diet, come alive for her. You know, it's also great for traveling. You don't have to have a bunch of stinky cans or big bags of food. They're just little patties, and you can can get water anywhere and hydrate them, and she just loves it. If you're green, instead of opening a can every time they eat... This is much more environmentally friendly. But that's not why you get the food. You get it for your for your dog and the healthy ingredients, and she loves it. Check it out, StellaAndChewies.com, or call 888-477-8977. Or you can get it straight from the front of AnimalRadio.com. 
You know, I just want to say she's finally tipped the scale at seven pounds because of Stella and Chewy's. Which is good. Yeah, she's supposed to weigh about seven pounds. she is a teeny tiny, she's very delicate, very tiny bones, everything. Yes. So when you're thinking about what kind of food you want to feed your animals, think about Stella and Chewy's. If you want to get a sample, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. This is Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Celebrating our connection with our pets. It's Animal Radio. You lucky dog, Doctor Debbie, answering your vet medical questions, your behavior questions. Vinnie Penn bringing the ha ha. Animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk, and uh, hopefully next week Joey Villani will <laughs> join the team as he works his way across the country to. Uh... Now he's going to have to find a place, huh? What if anyone will rent to him? <laughs> That's a heck of a drive, man. I don't envy him. In the rain. In the snow, too, yeah. Yes. Stormy weather. I see that, uh, well, we just heard a story about this guy who did surgery on his own dog. Mm. And Mm -hmm. then it got infected. He was not a veterinarian. (laughs) Have you ever heard of this kind of uh, desperation before, Doc? Well, yeah. And you know what? Actually, I've had people do that myself. And it's, I mean, I think some of the times are definitely hard and, um, Folks are worried about money. And, you know, if there's always a problem of being able to seek out veterinary care, there's other alternatives than cutting on your own dog. So please, 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 nobody do this. And then, of course, it had an infection. It got an infection after Mm. the home operation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, so there was the, the expense of going back to the vet. And then I see that there was a fine, the court... Mm-hmm. Can, they can they do that. They really can do that. They can fine you oh, for sure. operating on your own dog. Guys, oh yeah, yeah. I've heard. Be. I've heard of people having that happen. If a you know a dentist works on a dog, um, a person who takes their own children's X-rays at their uh, veterinary office. I've heard of things like that <laughs> where people have been actually prosecuted. So you know, there's I guess there's a real uh, there's a clause of uh, practice where you have to practice only on the creatures that you've learned from. Yeah. So. Uh, now, do yeah. you practice on your own animals, or are you too close to them to practice on them? Uh, you know, I don't personally do any surgery, but, uh, y- you know, uh, I have my husband is a veterinarian as oh, well. Oh, that works out well. And uh, I got criticized for cutting on my dog, and wow. the incision wasn't perfect. And oh, so from your husband. Thereafter, your husband criticized you. Is what oh, yeah, saying. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So I said, from there on, <laughs> you get to do it all, and he gets all the pressure then. <laughs> uh, there you go. one 405 to talk to Dr. Debbie. And Samantha's up. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for taking my call. Where are you today? Uh, we're in San Antonio, Texas. Beautiful. It's a beautiful day down here. Oh, I bet. It's like one of the only places in the country that's beautiful today. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel sorry for everyone up in the cold right now. Well, tell us, what's going on with your animals? How can we help? Well, we've got two wonderful labs um, that we absolutely adore. But Yay! Our, I know, I know. They're the best. But um, our three-year-old black lab, Tua, has um, developed a taste for cat poop. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, it's and wonderful it started, fun in the dog world. <laughs> it, it started um, about a few months ago, and I've also noticed that she's gaining weight as well. So okay. I'm wondering if it has something to do, you know, we just moved to a new house, and there's a lot of cats around, and um, I'm not sure what's going on. So is this poop from outside then or from yeah. one of your kitties? No, we don't have cats. Okay, so it's outside. All right, well, I mean, the... 
the phenomenon of eating poop is always an area of contention because we cannot as humans understand the motivation for this. But it's a good, honestly, it's a good, fun thing that dogs enjoy. And we can't understand it. Um, In many cases, it is really just kind of a bad habit, um, something they find some pleasure in. Um, The medical side of things, you know, whether or not there is some medical reason for a dog to do this, there's some. Um, They're not terribly common. Um, Usually it is behavioral problems. Um, But we do look at things like parasitism. Um, We look at anything that might be causing any kind of more weight loss, um, but there are some types of uh, cancers that can cause weight loss in a pet to eat things inappropriately, what we call pica, uh, where not only eating poop, but they might eat other things, uh, other objects around the house that they wouldn't normally. That might be more of a sign of something medical. Um, so, you know, if you haven't had your pet checked out recently, probably a good idea just to make sure we get a good clean bill of health. But otherwise, you're, you're kind of faced with the challenge of keeping doggies away from what I call kitty almond roca, which um, in the litter pan, that's kind of how they look. Outside, it's a little bit harder because you can't necessarily keep those neighbor's cats or the feral cats um, out of your pet's access areas. And, and you have just... Um, you have feral cats around you? Are they neighbors, or do you know? They could be. Yeah, I'm sure they're um, a little bit of both. But the, wa- the weight gain is what's concerning me. Yeah, and it, any weight gain that's unexpected in a dog, whether or not they're eating poop, I, I would say I would make sure we look into a thyroid problem. And Labradors do like to be a breed that can develop some thyroid problems. So that would be probably number one based off of the weight gain that I would look at. Um, otherwise, we can also see some issues with um, food intolerances where a dog doesn't do really well on a particular food. Maybe they're not digesting it well. It can affect their stool quality. They can produce gassiness. And in those situations, we might see a dog that nibbles on some feces, cat, dog, otherwise. Um, so that could be something, too, where sometimes like a diet change can actually help out uh, behavior of eating poop from someone else. So uh, we might want to even consider modifying the diet and going either to a hypoallergenic diet. She's on all organic, holistic. And I just recently made that switch. She was on Nutro, and then um, we switched. They created an organic product that we switched to. So Did that coincide with when this behavior started? Yes, actually, kind of did. It did. Okay. I can't imagine organic having more calories in it or anything like that, would it? Well, it certainly could, yeah. And I know a lot of the, um, some of the boutique pet stores by me, the, some of the calorie density is very different in some of the organic diets. So it could be this diet change that caused that. But even getting back to this kind of the feces eating thing too, um, you know, organic doesn't always mean better. It just means it's different. And the foodstuffs go through a different kind of uh, certification, if you will. Um, but it might just be that we need to switch back to that other diet, see how everything else stabilizes. Um, but I would definitely say, you're a Labrador lover, get your baby checked for a thyroid problem too. And, and that will give me a little bit more peace of mind on that weight gain thing. You know, just because people say organic, that's just such a big misconception these days. It doesn't mean that it's lower in calories or that it's fat-free or that it's uh, that it's a healthier food. It just means that it was grown organically, and that's and it's right. really cost a little bit more for that pleasure, too. Right, absolutely. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with organic. I mean, I think it's a great thing, but if it's not working for your dog, then, you know, time to look elsewhere. one 405 to talk to anyone of the Dream Team right now.
is Animal Radio Network. This is Animal Radio. Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. The whole gang is here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vinnie Penn, Joy Turner, Susan, Bobby, and of course, just because we are the center of all these animals and all these stories and doctors and experts, doesn't mean we don't have troubles of our own here at uh, Animal Radio. You're actually dealing with Ladybug who has some kind of eye sickness. I don't know what happened. I woke up one morning and looked at her and her eyes were just blown up like a ring around her both eyes. She looks like she's been like in a boxing ring or something. It went a few rounds. You did some research on the internet and came up with blepharitis. Yeah, blepharitis. What do you think, Doc? <laughs> is that what it's called, blepharitis? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a, a description. It's one of those big medical terms that basically describes what we're seeing. Uh, but basically, yeah, the eyelids are all swollen. They're inflamed. What's causing it? Mm, that's the question. And I know in Ladybug's case that yeah. that's kind of the one thing we're kind of scratching our heads about with her. What, well, what, are, what are some of the things that can cause this? Uh, we definitely can see it with bacterial infections. Uh, we can see it with allergies or hypersensitivity. So allergies to things in the environment, aerosols, foods, um, new things in the home, like Christmas trees on a seasonal a note. Oh. I did have a pet that had that type of problem. Oh. Um, so those are some of the most common causes. And then we can get into some weird things, fungus infections and some other eyelid disorders. But um, those are the more common things. Well, now she has a photo shoot coming up. Will she be <laughs> yeah. better for the photo shoot? I mean, she the is. pressure is on to make this good well. <laughs> now, is it, true, so, is it true that once they've had this, that it can recur again? Huh? Yeah, and it really depends a little bit on what the cause is. Oh. You know, if it's the isolated uh, bacterial infection that just occurred, eh, it might reoccur. But, um, you know, other things like the allergy, you know, if we don't know what triggers it and we don't know if that thing is still continuing in the environment, it could reoccur. So, yeah, that throws the extra... Uh, kind of weight on our back when it comes to dealing with some of these eyelid problems. So you won't hold it against me if, if we have to tackle this again, will you? Uh, no. Uh, I, I, you know, nothing personal. I don't want to, but uh, let's hope we don't have to. I'm just glad that we have Dr. Debbie here to answer our questions like that. And of course you do too at one 405 8405 Versed in the medical veterinary profession as well as behavior questions for your dog. Animal communicator Joy Turner is here today also. Bobby is here with news. Britt Savage, uh, the animals are in studio. Good morning, Animal Radio. Hey, how you doing today? Good, how you doing? So far, so good, but it's still early. Uh, <laughs> who is this? <laughs> uh, this is Bill. Hey, Bill. I've talked, to, I've talked to you guys before. As a matter of fact, I think I'm, I, I mean, I know I'm the one that gave you the, uh, thumb cure for your uh, sore throat. Oh, I use it all the time now, yeah. and I pass it on. Thank you so much for that information. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. I never get a sore throat now at all. I haven't had a sore throat in probably 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's improved my sex life, too. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, How are you using this? <laughs> and any other tips you have, you just bring them on, Bill. Um, well, i got a little story to tell you. My wife and I were dog groomers um, before I became a truck driver, and she still grooms dogs at an animal hospital down there in Florida. Uh-huh. But um, we had this one customer who had a, a Shizu, and he had his dog uh, neutered. Him and his wife, had, or girlfriend, had the dog neutered. Uh-huh. Well, 
they felt that the dog was rather embarrassed about this. Sure, sure. So, well, they had us leave a tuft of hair back there where his testicles were, <laughs> and, and they had it. And each time they had it groom, they didn't want to touch it. They wanted it to get bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to cover up that area there. Well, you know they have what they call nudicles. Have you ever heard of nudicles, Bill? Yes, I have. I have the implants. Yeah. yeah, testicular <laughs> implants, fake, fake implants, uh, for uh, those that might be a little, uh, you know, but, conscious about that. Yeah, thing. I like the hair yeah. thing. Let's not go do surgery. I like the hair. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, can that, see. that's too much surgery. That, that's too much. That would be worse than uh, um, declawing a cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of think it was an owner problem instead of a dog problem. It, it usually is. <laughs> yeah. Usually is. The dogs aren't too concerned about that. Bill, thank you so much for your call today. Thank you very much, and uh, keep keep squeezing them thumbs. I will. I'm squeezing them right now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Welcome, my friend. It's Animal Radio. Not only were we seeing a lot of layoffs with uh, us two-legged characters, now we're seeing a lot of layoffs with animals. Bobby working on the story. Uh, Can you imagine going up to your horse and saying, look, <laughs> you've been really nice and I appreciate all the work you've done, but I'm going to have to let you go. Let you go, yeah. Do they get any kind of severance or anything? Yeah, that's what I was anything? wondering. Thank yeah. you. How many bales of alfalfa in severance? The economy's affecting everybody. So much so that this guy decided to do surgery on his own dog. He couldn't afford the veterinarian. Uh, oh. and, you know how I feel about that one. Yeah, well, he ended up... Pretty much, uh, he had to go to the vet. She right. paid the, for the vet after the, the animal got an infection. After he botched it. And then he was fined by the city, the state, for oh, his yeah. own pet that he for was working on. Cruelty, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. All the details. Practicing medicine without a license. You can't yeah. do that. No. You can't no. do that. You can't just hang a sign outside. Is it four? Which yes. one is blinking? Number Did four. Okay, we're going to. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hi, I'm doing fine. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hello, nice to talk to you. Well, hi. I'm glad to take your call. What can I do for you? Well, I've got an 11-year-old grandmother, a 6-year-old son, and a 9-month-old granddaughter. What kind and of dogs? They're Canaan dogs, like Israeli herding dogs. Oh, okay. Great. Anyway, so um, they're a little more pack-oriented. Grandma used to be top dog. Uh, the father and daughter get along great. Grandma wants nothing to do with granddaughter. Um when I'm holding the leash on the granddaughter, she'll let me, you know, get her close and pet both of them, et cetera. If she escapes through the gates and stuff and gets loose, and all she wants to do is get to Grandma. Of course, Grandma wants nothing to do with her. And Grandma mm-hmm. screams and Grandma cries and Grandma growls and tries to discipline her, you know, with her with her mouth, put her down, but she doesn't bite her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're, we make sure that it doesn't happen. But if she, if she walks by and I'm holding the puppy... Grandma just ignores her and walks past. She is not trying to be aggressive. So the question I so have is, is besides besides um, trying to just leash train her, and, it, the puppy's not trained enough to, say, leave her alone. So, I'll, of course, all, gra- all puppy wants to do is go to Grandma and, and be submissive, and Grandma mm-hmm. doesn't want anything to do with her. So how do we get them so that we could actually let them out together, let them in the house together, 
of, you know, without one being on the leash or with puppy being on the leash. Okay. And you said the puppy is nine months old? Nine months. Okay. And what happens when Grandma kind of puts her in her place? What what does the baby do? Uh, baby's just trying to be submissive. She goes down on the ground and tries to go underneath her and, and paws her face a little bit, saying, please, I'm, you know, I don't want to do is be submissive. Uh, okay. Puppy well, that's good. To the other dogs. Yes. Okay. But we just can't get Grandma to be happy. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds like they are putting out the right signals, and we've got to respect that. So if Grandma is saying, hey, leave me alone, little whippersnapper, <laughs> I don't want to play with you right now, and if the puppy is acknowledging that, rolling over, submitting, maybe even urinating, because that's kind of what they do, then the cues are getting there, and we just have to respect that. Now, yeah, she doesn't stop. So that's, she doesn't back off. She just keeps trying. Ah, uh, okay. Has, this, has it led to an actual bite or an attack? Uh, no, she, well, she, you know how they, they, uh, discipline them by, you know, mamas grab them by the throat, you know, I mean, up the top mm-hmm. of the neck and push them down, but she hasn't bitten down. She just holds them up open and pushes her down. So she's okay. doing what she's supposed to be doing, just puppy's not responding appropriately and backing off. Okay. Well, the big goal here is, um, you know, with using the leash to control their behavior, you're definitely heading down the right path. So what we have to do is make sure grandma is not getting those bad experiences around this puppy. So if the puppy is coming up to her, jumping on her, and irritating her, then we are setting a bad pattern there because if she doesn't want that level of interaction, we've got to stop that before it happens because we're going to allow that to escalate and make this problem worse. So really what you're doing with keeping the puppy under the leash control and preferably even having someone on the grandma at the same time on a leash control, that way we can control their interactions. And if it starts to get where it's unpleasant, we have to stop, separate the situation. But really for for young pups, you know, we know how they are. They're exuberant. They're, they're all over the place. And for an older dog that doesn't want that, we have to be able to make sure that the exposures are very positive. So grandma gets a lot of love. She gets a lot of reward for just allowing the presence of this other dog in her midst. So we need to make sure that grandma gets all the reassurance she needs that she's the top dog. Um, she gets maybe a treat or maybe she's even given something special when the puppy's around. Now, we don't want them fighting over food or anything like that, but we want to make that a good experience to just allow that puppy in the midst of her. And um, that's how we create positive reinforcement for having that puppy around her. But in the meantime, yes, I would use leashes and I would make sure that we supervise them. One other thing you can do, and especially with two female dogs, it, it is a, sometimes a really bad combination and dogs don't care that they're related uh, so just the fact that she's her granddaughter doesn't matter one of my colleagues used to say bitch fights are the worst <laughs> and they really they really are it's the the hardest combination of aggression issues to deal with so we really want to nip it in the bud try to stop the pattern before we get there but some of the other things I wanted to mention real quickly was um, to do some leash training so hopefully if the, the puppy is good enough on a leash I would say two people walking each dog and doing that at the same time while they're in their presence it's a good experience for both dogs and as long as there's no altercation there's no aggression that's shown that's one way that we can show them hey this is cool you're both having a good time in each other's presence and that can be a positive reward as well so it's got a lot of work but uh, it sounds like you have some good ideas there and I think you just need to really keep up the level of supervision here 
1-866-405-8405 to talk to anyone on the Dream Team right now. Another party animal on Animal Radio. I'm your party animal, Vinnie Penn. A friend of mine calls me up over the weekend and said he's been seeing a new girl. And he says, you know, we were having a great time. I was actually over her house. She's a mom. Uh, and he was playing Yankees Monopoly. And I said, oh, you're getting pretty deep in, my man. You're hanging out. It's the mother. It's the daughter. You're playing board games. You're getting knee deep in there. And he goes, well, I don't know how much more. And I said, well, why? He said, well, she put her daughter to bed. And we were sitting there talking, nice New England fire roaring, a very Norman Rockwell scenario, I would imagine, the 2010 version. And he said, and I, I, I had to find a genteel way to just say to her, hey, FYI, uh, there's half a mouse and some vomit on your floor. And she said, excuse me? He, this is him telling me. She said, excuse me? And he goes, yeah, just, you know, if you were going to go in the kitchen and get a refresher glass of wine or anything, there's half a mouse and some vomit on your floor. <laughs> he proceeds to tell me, and she says, oh, she gets up, she goes, she has three cats who are just always running into the house with either a bird wing still flapping in its mouth or what's left of a mouse, and they typically then proceed to vomit. And he's like, well, bye-bye. Yet another case of... Multiple cats equals single forever. It could even explain the divorce and, the, and her being a single mom. I remember there was a girl that uh, I dated many, many years ago. One time, same thing happened. Uh, just sitting around the house. This is when we were we were kids. That's why I say many, many, many years ago. And her cat just came walking in, you know, with a bird. It looked like it was fresh from the cat Burger King. It had, like it had ketchup all over its face. And yet it wasn't ketchup. It was bird blood. Three savage cats leaving the remains of a mouse around the house may equal Eleanor Rigby. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel and destination reviews, health and wellness topics, dog training advice, and the latest fashion trends. You can find Fido-Friendly magazine at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, and Petco, or simply go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the only magazine your dog will thank you for. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. 
When it comes to controlling cat box odor, there's no such thing as good enough. Buy the best or smell the rest. In other words, get World's Best Cat Litter with patented formulas made from whole kernel corn. World's Best Cat Litter is 100% natural and scientifically proven to deliver unsurpassed odor control, compact clumping, and longer-lasting use. See what a difference just one bag makes. And for a limited time, save big when you buy. To download a coupon, go to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. one 405 8405 my friend. It's toll free to connect with Dr. Debbie for your vet medical questions, behavior questions, animal communicator Joy Turner or Vinnie Penn, Susan Sims or Bobby. Next week, we're hoping... Joey Volani. He was supposed to be here this week, but apparently the move's taking him a little longer. He'll than... be here next week. He will? Okay. I promise. You promise. Okay. Yes. Coming up on the show today, the doctor that would make rounds with Oscar, still makes rounds with yes. Oscar the Death Cat. Kind of a morbid name, but this is... <laughs> this, it is. That's horrible. <laughs> this cat apparently shows up on patients that are going to pass. Pretty accurate, to too. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. So it's uh, kind of a weird story, and now there's a book to uh, chronicle it, uh, written by the doctor. Mm-hmm. And he'll be joining us in just a few minutes. This Healthy Helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue Buffalo, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them fi- like family, so feed them like family with Blue. And let's go to line four. We haven't given them any attention today, and that is Ron. Hey, Ron, how are you? Good afternoon, sir. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Debbie, I've got a question for you. I've got the love of my life as a 13-year-old miniature Australian shepherd, and she's of course, getting up a little bit in years, and her vet has wanted me to switch her over to a high-fiber food. Now, I've had her on pedigree for quite a few years, and having some challenges finding a source of that is, I mean, I know I'm going to have to gradually, you know, wean her over to that. Is there another possible brand I can look at? I, I know several uh, in the uh, field you're in believe strongly in, in the science diet stuff, and I've I've not exactly had the best luck with that over the years, so I'm trying mm-hmm. to find something that will give her what she needs because she. I want her not to she spoil. I mean, I don't. I draw the line at dressing her in clothes. I will say that up front. Uh, there's nothing. <laughs> let me just say, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm with you, Judy. <laughs> um, I want her to have the best of what she needs because you know i've had her for 13 years and lord willing i think she you know her 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 previous vet had said she could be up to 20 years yeah well you're doing something right you know and and i guess the first question i would have for you ron is is there any kind of chronic health condition that we're dealing with because when we look at diets um, it really depends on not only on the age but what other factors are going on in the dog's life do we have a kidney problem arthritis do we have any kind of digestive issues and and that's really kind of more how i gauge a diet choice rather than necessarily a brand or a a name of a food so does she have anything going on the only thing she's had lately uh bless her little heart course here in the midwest we've been up to our in snow recently we have another (laughs) front moving in in about the next day she got to a point a couple of weeks ago she literally would not go outside and have a bowel movement because the snow was higher on the ground than she was Mm, okay poor poor thing ended up in the emergency room and they had to give her an enema oh dear okay So I see why he's recommending the higher fiber then, because he wants to keep things moving in the old bowel category, huh? That that's what my guess is, and I'm just trying to think of the best 
guessing, you know, I mean, it's apparently pedigree is going through a whole line change, and so I'm, that's why I'm probably somewhat challenged mm-hmm. to find theirs right now. One thing I will not give her is Old Roy. I'm sorry. I don't even give that thank to you. a dog. Thank hey. you. Thank you. <laughs> well, and I have to tell you, Ron, um, you know, everyone's different, but I haven't had a lot of success with pedigree in, in my patients. I see a lot more inconsistent stools with that. Now, some folks say it works wonderful for them, um, and I'm not out to breed or breed bash, uh, food bash, but I'd say uh, I want to look for a good quality food. If you don't like science diet, that's fine. There's a lot of other great diets out there. I actually, currently, I like a lot of the Royal Canaan diets. Um, they have different life stage. Um, they even have some breed-specific foods. I don't know if I'll go that far to say a Chihuahua diet is different than a, a Poodle's diet. I think that might be a little bit silly now, but um, but I think if you're looking for good brands like Nutro, Royal Canaan, um, if you like kind of going towards um, some of the more natural choices, you can look at some of the organic diets, but those can be a little bit harder to kind of stay on top of as far as um, in kind of a nationwide, uh, you know, for me to advise you in your area there. But I, I'd say, you know, if you haven't had good success with uh, science diet, try another. Let's try um, IOMS. Um, and uh, if your veterinarian does not have a specific diet that they have in mind, because sometimes with constipation, I will use prescription level diets. And that's where science diet does have some very good therapeutic foods for pets that have constipation, that have diabetes, etc., um, as well as Purina, which has some very nice foods for some of those types of digestive problems. The biggest test is going to see what she likes and what she accepts and make sure that is palatable because no diet is going to do any good if they don't eat it. So um, definitely make sure it appeals to her on the front side. <laughs> yeah, because we do, we, we do not get table scraps, no. Good. I like you, Ron. You're like hardcore. You're like me. Like the, I'm like a diet Nazi at my house. My dogs sit, and I make them take a command before they eat. And that is just a kind of a silent way of for them to learn that, um, you know, I'm the boss. I'm the alpha pack leader in the house, and um, they love their food, and uh, they gobble it right up. And uh, you know, it's just a great way to to kind of bond with your animals. She's so. the alpha pack leader here too. But she comes in, she snaps her rubber gloves before she uh, puts her headphones on, does the show. Celebrating our connection with our pets, it's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Joy Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire, joining us. Joy, we have this Oscar on in just a few minutes. Uh, you remember Oscar the deaf cat? Absolutely. Apparently his uh, doctor, who, who he hangs out with, they, they hang out on weekends, I guess, and then they do rounds during the week. Uh, <laughs> I'm just guessing. But he's going to be on the show in just a few minutes. You probably don't think it's very unusual what he does. Oscar, of course. <laughs> um, actually, no, I don't think it's very unusual. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to find out more about that. It is a, we're a bunch of little busy bees. We should have a webcam in here so people can see, especially oh, Bobby. I don't food. know. Yeah, I don't like that idea either. <laughs> then i got to put makeup on or something, you know. Yeah, and we really... And clothes. Yeah, the clothes thing, too, is really the... No, 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 no. Take, get your minds out of the gutter. We just wear like... Naked radio. <laughs> we just wear fleece, fleece and sweatshirts. And uh, this Healthy Helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue Buffalo, and damn, you know they're proud now. Makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with blue dressed or not 1-866-405-8405 we're going to stacy hey stacy how can we Beautiful. help you i hope you can i have two dogs both were um pound puppies if you will one the younger one who is six from time to time attacks the older one who is 10 both okay. male 
for no apparent reason that I can determine. And the attacker um, has been to a behaviorist and what, there was nothing to be found. Okay. I don't want to give up either one of them because I love them dearly. So I've chosen to keep them completely separated since the last attack two weeks ago. And I don't know if that's what I should be doing or if there's something more I can do. Mm-hmm. Now, so when you say the attacks, what, what's exactly happening? Are we getting to where there's bite wounds and someone's getting injured yes. in the process? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. You said that you can't really identify immediately before these attacks occur. We'd have to, like, rewind the memory banks and look. Mm-hmm. Is there anything going on, any food, items? Are you in the room? Um, is there a dog bed around? All those kind of things that we'd be looking at, something that might potentially be triggering right. the behavior. Nothing, honestly, that I can think of. The last one, two weeks ago, they were both outside doing their morning business, Um the older one was sitting, was kind of standing by me. The younger attacker one was over by the wall doing his business. I looked at him and I just instantly knew that he was going to attack. I couldn't figure out why, but I instantly knew. So I mm-hmm. jumped up and basically caught him and was able to pull him off. And I put him in a headlock for 10 minutes until he calmed down. Wow. That's the only time I've been able to prevent it. Every other okay. time they just go at it and I can't do anything. So each time it's happening, you are you are present then? Well, as far as I know, each time it's happened, I've been present. I don't think it's ever happened when I've not been there. And they're okay. normally, up to this point, been together in the house. Okay. Because that's a very important piece of information here is because mm-hmm. if, if we believe uh, with, with good reason, you know, that you're not coming home to find blood spots or, you know, evidence that there's been a battle when you've not right. been around, you are a resource and, and dogs can compete for just about anything that's perceived as a resource in their environment, whether it is a food, toys, um, favored bed. Um, but the human in the home is probably the biggest and the most important resource in their world because you brought, you bring all things things good you bring the food you bring the love and the attention so that can even that very subtle thing of you being present during that that might be something that can potentially be triggering this doesn't make it easier because um you know that is the heart of uh, dealing with inter-dog aggression is trying to figure out what's triggering this what is actually the inciting cause if we if we're led to believe that you are the resource then that becomes a big challenge that we have to make that a non-competition issue and you said that you have both male dogs correctly yeah unfortunately i didn't know that you're not supposed to do two of the same sex until after because i just saved the dog it was unusual circumstances so, yes, yeah, they're and, male. and actually, two male dogs generally do better than two female dogs. So anybody who's listening, oh. we generally don't recommend the two female dogs together. Oh. And they are both neutered, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah. They are. Good. Uh-huh. Well, some of the big things that, because you do have an older dog, that kind of throws in another whole variable. And there are instances of aggression when we have an older pet. And sometimes that can be due to some changes within the dog hierarchy in the house. So, you know, maybe we're not moving as well. Maybe we've got some low-grade problems, some arthritis. There could be some perception by the younger dog that, hey, you're not the top-packed dog anymore, and I'm going to move in. And um, my 
mom's here, I want her attention, so I'm going to fight for that attention right now. The one thing I would encourage you is your older pet, just to make sure, see the vet, make sure everything is okay, that we don't have anything that we need to be addressing as far as any chronic pain, um, anything that could be affecting the way your older pet is getting around in the home, because that can be really difficult if we have an older pet that's just, uh, it's kind of the survival of the fittest, and, and it is the animals in their wild kingdom, um, so that can be a real challenge. So you are somewhat right in doing the separation option because we do need constant supervision when these guys are together. The other thing that can be helpful is if we get somebody else to help you with some guided training. In the meantime, separation, observation when they are together, and then working on some of those basic training commands, preferably with a leash so that we can control the situation without getting your hands in the way. Because I, I admire you for the headlock, but it really, I mean, you can get injured in this because you oh, could be I the displaced, uh, uh, I know. I, you know. And I didn't think of that until afterwards, and I thought, God, that was so dangerous. Probably one final thing in close for breaking up a fight in your situation. Rather than the physical contact, I would use either the, the loud horns. You can slam a door, drop something, make a loud noise. Anything that creates a loud disturbance will help to distract them. Okay, do you have some referrals for behaviorists in the air? There's, you I could actually. I was just going to say, Hal, you have the, the resource link there. Yeah, over at the website at animalradio.com, you can find a, a certified behaviorist or dog trainer, okay? Animalradio.com. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Very Bye. much. Bye-bye. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the dream team. This is Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405 to get in touch with any one of the dream team right now here at Animal Radio. Coming up after the news, Oscar the Death Cat. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Ever since he winched down a rope from a helicopter to rescue a lost German shepherd from the rain-swollen L.A. River last month, firefighter paramedic Joe St. George's has been bombarded with accolades. St. George's and the rest of his crew from L.A. Department 114 were awarded the Matt, the Mutt Shack Animal Rescue Foundation's Knights of Katrina Award, which exemplifies a code of chivalry. But there's been a backlash against the heroic efforts as well. Critics have said the firefighters took a big and expensive risk. But St. George's just shrugged it off saying, quote, it's what we do, end quote. He's also gotten quite a bit of attention from female well-wishers since his appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show after being outed as single. A humble St. George's said, quote, I think this tends to touch women in a sentimental way. Men are more like, that's cool. End quote. I got to, I got to, and I have to, did you, do you want to mention your restraining order? You got a restraining order? Oh, no, no, I don't have, and it's funny because most of the, he said, most of the women have all called to offer, come on, let's have a drink. He'd be pretty drunk by now. But my favorite is his sister made a t-shirt for him that has the picture of him being hoisted up with um, the dog. And it says under it, Swiftwater Dog Catcher Team. It's just hysterical. You can check that out on their Facebook page. <laughs> Media muggle Ted Turner is making acquisitions once again. This time, it's Yellowstone Bison. The billionaire, that's with a B, has agreed to take care of 88 buffalo from the National Park after a state program failed to put the animals on public or tribal land. And while the herd was spared being slaughtered several years ago due to disease fears, they've remained in state quarantine in Montana. In return for caring for the bison for the next five years, Turner gets to keep 75% of the herd's offspring. They're valued for their pure genetics. 
Mechanic Dana Underwood of Galesburg, Illinois, says he's fished out some unusual and not some unusual things from automobiles. Underwood has found mice, rabbits, even snakes in the engine compartments of cars, trucks, and vans over the years. Some alive, some not so alive. But last week, after spending 90 minutes tearing into the dashboard of an animal shelter van, Underwood freed a kitten. Staff workers had tried for a day to rescue the kitty on their own before going to the expert. Good news continues. One of the employees at the dealership adopted Dash, the cat, on the spot. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter with a tip for traveling with your cat. Be sure your cat's identification is firmly attached. Make sure vaccinations are up to date and medications are packed. Don't forget to bring your cat's medical records, particularly if you're crossing state lines. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herb Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spade and neuter your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets, we've learned today that they like jobs. They like to, to have things to do. We learned about the surfer dog, Ricochet, likes her job. Raising lots of money for disabilities. And uh, we heard, unfortunately, that many animals are being Ooh, laid off. Don't like to, to hear their that. jobs. Uh, canine in San Diego unit, uh, Bobby told us earlier. But, Actually, uh, in the entire equestrian unit. Is it the entire yeah. horse? Oh, wow. The entire equestrian and uh, a portion of the canine. Not good to be that type of job right now. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to lose your job whether you're a human or an animal. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, one animal that's not going to lose his job is probably not because there's not a, not a lot of these animals that are doing this. Oscar, you remember Oscar the death cat that we mm-hmm. were talking about several uh, probably oh, Oscar years the back. Kitty. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He got the name Oscar the Death Cat, and I don't like that name at all. I don't like that That's, name uh, But because of what he did, he would go around and he would... Uh, he kind of predicted. Predicted what animals in a nursing facility, what humans, humans in a nursing facility were going to pass. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He still is. He's still making... Can we get him to make some betting picks for us? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, Bobby doesn't do that kind of thing. No, I'm sorry. I don't we think don't he does. We could find try. out. We could find Thank out. You. We have uh, Dr. David Dosa joining us. He is the doctor that uh, he makes rounds with. Is that correct? Dr. Dosa, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me on. What is your relationship with Oscar? Are you Oscar's guardian? You know what? I, I'm not actually his guardian. I uh, just a doctor who works at the nursing homes. Nursing oh. home actually owns uh, um, Oscar. Uh, he's been there for about five years. He came in uh, as a shelter animal, and uh, uh, the nursing home owns him. So I, I am not his owner. You actually have a stronger version to cats. Is that correct? Well, I did. I, you know, they're, they're growing on me. As, uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Can you explain exactly what Oscar does that's so unique? 
Well, Oscar um, has this peculiar, uh, almost uncanny ability to, to know when patients on this dementia floor uh, at, that I work at, at in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, he seems to know when they're when they're going to pass. And uh, before anybody gets all Stephen Kingish, you know, these unfortunately are very frail elderly patients who, for the most part, who have uh, very advanced forms of dementia and. Most of them don't appreciate the fact that that an animal is on the bed, and, and certainly none of them can attach a meaning to to having the animal on the on the bed. But uh, Oscar was not a particularly friendly cat. He used to keep out of sight. He most of the time you could find him in an empty room or underneath a bed somewhere. And and gradually we started realizing that Oscar would have seemingly only come out when somebody was uh, near the end stages of life. And uh, in those cases, he would wander into a room, um, look around, uh, sometimes jump on the windowsill above uh, the patient who was near death, or sometimes even curl up next to the patient. And, and uh, you know, I think we were all a little skeptical initially or sort of thought it was all somewhat coincidental, but uh, as uh, one death followed another over the last five years, it's, it's been difficult to ignore. Is there a scientific explanation for this? It's hard to know. I, you know, I, I say in the book, you know, in the conclusion that your guess is ultimately as good as mine. I, I think that there's probably a smell that he's perceiving, whether it's a pheromone or, or some kind of smell that's emitted from dying cells, so perhaps a ketone, um, which we know uh, does get emitted by cells as they die. Um, it, it tends to be a sweet-smelling chemical, and, and some others have, have told me, of course, about you know the sweet smell of death. Mm-hmm. When uh, Oscar presents himself, what was often the reaction? Well, you know, I actually after 2007, I you know my I guess paranoia was that there would be a mass exodus from the nursing home uh, after all of this you know kind of got out. Uh, but you know, strangely or you know heartwarmingly, you know the reverse has happened. And, you know, patient families really seem to to like having Oscar around. And, you know, we now know that there's uh, a lot of good data to suggest that uh, animals in nursing homes reduce depression. It reduces agitation, even amongst patients that might not be able to communicate. To have Oscar there seems to, you know, seems to be a big comfort for for most of these caregivers. And, and, you know, across the board, all of the caregivers that I interviewed for for the book that I've written um, said the same thing, that they, they really gained a tremendous amount of comfort, of closure, of shared experience by having the cat there um, as their loved ones pass. Are there any other animals there at the nursing home? Uh, Steerhouse actually has six nursing homes, or six cats, rather. Um, we uh, used to have one. Uh, There's actually a very interesting story uh, about how Steerhouse got their first cat. Uh, he, he was a cat that lived on the construction site, and uh, when they finished the building and dedicated it, he wandered into the lobby and refused <laughs> to leave. Um, so after a while, That's you know, a cat. They, they tried to... They kept trying to chase him out of the nursing home, and he refused to leave. And eventually, they just said, "Oh, what? You know, we'll just keep him anyway, and can't get rid of him." So uh, they called him Henry after the the building's benefactor, and and he lived there for about uh, ten years. Wow. Um, 
at the end, you know, we actually even think he probably had a little dementia himself. He used to ride the elevator, you know, up and down all day long. So he got, <laughs> got the reputation of being our elevator cat. Um, but everybody loved him. And, you know, he, he gave so much comfort and, and, you know, distraction to the staff and to, you know, to the patients on this unit that when he died, there was a big sense of loss. And, uh, to make up for it, uh, the nursing home decided that they would adopt six six cats. Oh, wow. That's so, great. So they That's really... great. Whenever I get sick, I, I notice that all my animals come around me. It, it's like they have a sixth sense. Do you believe in that there? Absolutely. You know, I, I've heard so many stories of that, and, you know, I've had my own over the years. You know, I had a dog growing up who used to do the same thing and, quite frankly, wouldn't want much to do with me otherwise. <laughs> Um, he was my mom's dog, and you know he he loved my mom. But whenever we were sick, he was there with us, and and he, you know he would even growl at my mom if she came, you know, you know <laughs> um, looking like she, you know, was was going to get us out of bed or something like that. So I, I definitely feel like animals have this ability uh, to to understand when they. Uh, when they're needed and you know in, in the book I say that uh, Oscar's superpower is probably just empathy that he knows when he's needed and he's there ah. well, I'd love to see another converter another guy switch he still likes his dogs but he likes cats now love it <laughs> <laughs> Dr. David Dosa thank you so much for joining us today the book is called Making Rounds with Oscar it's on the Hyperion label I have 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 Head on over to your bookstore to get it. Uh, Barnes & Nobles, Borders, Amazon, they all have it. If they don't, ask them to order it. Well, I know Amazon. You can't ask them to order it. They'll have it for oh, sure. But course. if your local bookstore doesn't have it, go in and say, please order Making Rounds with Oscar, the extraordinary gift of an ordinary cat. Dr. David Dosa, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Clive Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Let's face it, life happens from spills to pet stains. One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot, and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets, and your family. Call 1-800-874-7070 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-800-874-7070. Or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. 
Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. You're listening to Animal Radio. Now, I understand that this St. George guy, this firefighter, Bobby, has been outed by Ellen, and uh, he's a single guy, (laughs) and apparently... The poor guy! (laughs) He's uh, he's been getting inundated. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Probably he's okay with that. I would imagine. I would think. You know, he talked. He talked about it very openly um, with a couple of different media outlets, and he is a single father. He lives in an apartment, and people have said, you know, why don't you have a dog? Why don't you have a dog? You're obviously a dog lover. <laughs> And he is, you know, not graciously explained to these people, I don't have a schedule or a situation that would be fair to a dog. Good okay. for him. So now you're not stalking yeah. him, are you? Because I know he's not your anymore. Type. No, I didn't think so. Restraining order, hundred <laughs> yards. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good with math, Hal. I understand that. Bobby's here doing news. <laughs> Susan Sims on the way with travel talk. Animal communicator Joy Turner just around the corner. Vinnie Penn and Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. And I believe we have Marsha. 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 How are you yeah. doing? Hey, I'm good. Where are you it's today? Rain- it's, a- it's raining here in Newport, Oregon. Newport, Oregon. Okay. Well, doesn't it usually yeah. rain up there all the time? Uh, we've had a couple of nice days. We're looking for a good week, but yeah, most of the time it rains. Okay. Well, we need some of that rain in most of the country right now. Marsha, I have animal communicator Joy Turner here with you. Hi, hey, Marcia. Joy. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Um, Joy, my question is, um, I have a black Labrador. His name is Jack and a German short-haired Lizzie. And um, my husband and I are getting a divorce. And I want to make sure that um, Jack and Lizzie are happy being with me. They're hunting dogs and Jack hunts and Tom hunts. But when they're with me, they're not going to be hunting so much. And then I wonder about what they really think about Tom. Okay, well, they both pretty much agree that they're going to be happy with the arrangement. Um, Jack thinks maybe he can trade in his hunting for taking care of you. Okay, that'd be good. That that would be Jack. He loves me beyond. <laughs> yeah, so he just, you know, he figured, well, and they want you to know that they don't think of Tom as a bad guy. He's just not a making you happy guy. Oh, okay. And so that's okay, good. That's really their primary focus is if something makes you happy, then it's good. If it doesn't, then it's not so great. Okay. Wow, that made it easy. Yeah. Although they do want you to know in some ways, especially Jack, he's kind of imagining he's going to really at some point miss hunting. But he thinks that you might find somebody else for him to go with. Hey, good plan. And and I we, we might do some pheasant hunting. I know he really enjoyed that, and I can pay to hunt so he can get some of that. Yeah, and he says the other thing is you don't actually necessarily have to kill something. He also just enjoys the kind of going around doing the hunting thing without the necessarily killing that thing. Oh, right on. Okay, okay. So maybe we'll, you can hunt we'll, with a camera, for instance. Hey, good idea. 
Joyce, that's too much to ask another question. Is Lizzie hurting? Because I think her um, behind quarters, her legs, and her hips might be hurting. She says to tell you she's a little stiff, but she doesn't want you worrying about her. Okay, great. Yeah, we just went for a long walk just on Friday. So if she's just stiff, that's what I'm seeing. Okay, great. Thank you, Marsha. We appreciate your call today. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. This is Animal Radio. Hi, this is Emmylou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay a new to your pet. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions and your behavior questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Vinny Penn bringing the ha-ha. Brett Savage here. We're all here. Judy's answering calls. I'm Hal, and I'm about to reach over and push boom, the studio cat away from that box over there. <laughs> yeah, he's going to fall. You know what he's into? Do you know what he's into? He's into the Stella and Chewy. Yeah, That's he what is. he's trying to get. <laughs> Look at him go. Stella and Chewy samples. It's dog food, but he really he likes it. it. They do have a cat food. Uh, Stella and Chewy's natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat. And uh, he's, don't let him knock that over there. These are samples that we want to send you. If you want to try this food out, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. You get all the information about sending us a self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll send you a sample of Stella and Chewy's back. It's good. Hurry up before Boog gets into it. Yeah, or before we run out, uh, or Boog <laughs> eats it all, or something like that. Which one are we going to? Going to hey, Joe, how are you doing? I'm enjoying a perfect day. How are you all today? Oh, the perfect day. Where Where are you enjoying it? Well, let me explain. Okay. A great day is waking up on the top side of the dirt, period. This is true. Okay. Wherever it is. Wherever it is. A, per- a, a perfect day is waking up on the top side of the dirt next to my wife. Oh. Oh. How sweet. I already like you, Joe. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I am a truck driver, and uh, periodically, uh, let me put the window up. Sorry about that. Uh, from time to time, I bring my wife out on the road. Now, we have two cats with us for five years in the truck but the company I'm with now does not allow pets so we have to get you know, my okay. brother watches over our boys while we're out on the road when I, when I can bring my wife out uh, recently we had a situation one of our cats I'm not sure which one it was either clutch or brought us um, they would uh, defecate by our back door instead of okay. using litter pan and I was wondering if it was retaliation for the fact that my wife was gone that week or, you know, uh, I think we pretty much rolled out, uh, you know, health problems. I haven't had them to the vet yet, of course, but uh, it's only when I would bring my wife out on the road Mm -hmm. a day or two afterward. But uh, what I have done is we just this past weekend bought... uh, Two new litter boxes, and now there's one in the in the uh, on the back porch and one by the back door. Okay, well that's a start, definitely. And um, I'm going to kind of jump into your first question. And you asked if it was retaliation. And I'm going to cite on the sides of the cat world. Cats don't do it to get even. They're not 
pooping or peeing out of place just to get a rise out of us. Um, they do it for other reasons. So we got to take the human emotions away from house soiling issues. Um, but what we can look at as causes for cats to inappropriately defecate or urinate outside of that box, we're going to look at things at the litter box themselves, primarily what we call litter box aversion. Something in the box or in the environment around the box is not to the kitty's liking. Another cause would be a substrate preference, which means that a different feel of the texture of some other object is more appealing than what's in the litter box. And very, very rarely in cats is defecating out of the box actually a marking behavior. It can happen, but it's usually not the instance there. Um, And you also mentioned medical. Medical by far would be one of the most common causes of kitties not using the litter box. So I would encourage you to make that, uh, pick up the phone, make that appointment to see your veterinarian because a lot of things can cause a kitty to have a medical issue where they don't use that box. So I'm going to assume you get that and you get a clean bill of health from your vet. Then I would say you're on the right track with those uh, new litter boxes, but I'd see if we could add another one in there somewhere because we always try to add one box more than the number of cats we have in the house. just gives them lots of opportunities. Um, the other things that we're, that I would look at in this situation is when your wife's not there, we may not have the same litter box cleanliness. So there's the possibility that the litter box environment isn't quite as favorable to them as when she's around. So it may not necessarily be her absence, but the absence of her care. <laughs> so um, if at all possible, the kitty caregivers, you know, I'd ask them to make sure that they're scooping every day. And then if you add in that extra litter box, that'll give them some other opportunities. And maybe even trying a location kind of close to that back door, just in case that in some way is um, a desire for the kitty to want to go outside. Some cats will, in those instances, kind of mark um, when there's some frustration about being unable to go out or in um, an area of the home. So I would put a litter box kind of close to that. and that's where we did put the second box. Good, good. Very good. But yeah, I think you've got a lot of things there, Joe, that we can work on. And then the other thing I always like to mention with litter pans is we want to make sure they're comfortable for the cat. Um, you know, what we like isn't really what cats like. So it really should be big enough. We want it to be one and a half times the length of your cat. If you have a big, oversized kitty, we want to make sure you've got a big enough box. Um, also, covers on litter boxes aren't always very appealing to cats. So if you have those on there, take them off. Um, give them a break with those um, off and see if we get some better habits with that not in place. So yeah. I, I try some of those things and, and see if you can get back on track with the old litter box there. And what were your kitty's names? I didn't quite catch that. Well, our oldest, his name is Clutch. His mother was half Siamese, his father half Bobcat. Uh-huh. And, and our, our youngest brought us, uh, well, Clutch is about, he'll be, I guess, six or seven this year. And uh, Broadus is uh, going on five. Oh, well, very good. Well, thank you so much for the call, Joe. I hope that's of some help for your babies. And uh, give them a good kitty kiss and scratch behind the ears for us. Hey, Joe, I have a bag of kitty litter over here from World's Best Cat Litter. Hold on a second. That's a big old bag of kitty litter. Can I send it to you? 
Certainly. Okay, it's world. We greatly appreciate it. It's world's best cat litter, and uh, for those of you that don't get a free complimentary bag from our studios, you can get a three dollar off coupon at the website at animalradio.com. Hold on, Joe. I guess that's all we have time for today. Remember, you can uh, contact us all throughout the week at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And you can also email us, all our email addresses, at animalradio.com. Have yourself a great week. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.